0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn. iTunes Radio Loyalty. Stitcher and, of course, a brand new Jiggy Jaguar app. Available in the app store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live. 24-7 replay. Exclusive news and programming information. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of our big broadcast. I am going to turn my freaking mic down a little bit. Because uh, we still have our loaner equipment, which means that I still don't really understand what the hell is going on here, but um, to me, I sound like crap, <laughs> but <laughs> I might sound fine. I might sound like I have a yoga body. You don't know. It might be Sue Vicroy. I don't know. Something's going on here. And uh, welcome to a big program. We've got lots of things going on today, and... Uh, one of those is uh, an interview that uh, we're going to be interviewing a legendary radio broadcaster today on our broadcast according to Irwin Zucker from Irwin Zucker PR. We're going to be interviewing George Green who resides in Palm Springs, California. We'll talk to him here in a few moments. We're also going to be chatting with um, Eric LaPrice. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get a hold of our man a little bit earlier than 1215 California. We're going to see if we can get him on the line here pretty quick. See if I can get him on. Because I'd like to talk to him a little bit more than 15 minutes. So... George Green Let's see if we can get George Green on the line George Green Calling for George Green Hello Hello George how are you It's James Lowe with KJ Radio I figured I'd call you a little bit early And see if we could get you on a little bit early How are you oh,
1: I'm glad you called thank you I, uh, I'm
0: glad you did call early I've got a couple things going on And Right hear from you. Yes, yes indeed. We've got uh, George Green with us today here on our big broadcast, and he is fantastic. And I'm glad we were able to get him on the program a little early. And uh, for 38 years, he was Southern California's radio station, KABC Talk Radio's voice. He started at the bottom. He rised to the top of the station's... Uh, personnel he was president and uh, KABC was the nation's first all talk 24 hour daily station winning all sorts of awards and a few years ago after retiring from radio George turned to writing pinning 14 books 11 of them children's books and uh, we'll ask him why and what are some of the secrets to be a successful bestseller in the juvenile world as well and uh, George is also writing a children's book with uh, our good buddy Erwin Zucker the uh, PR whiz we'll ask him about that as well Um, George first of all uh, I'm a huge fan of radio. I love radio. Um, I can't stand the radio business. I can't stand what radio what the radio business has be- has become but yes we're, we''re we're still with you, my friend. I can't stand the radio business but uh tell us a little bit about how you got into radio and how you were managed to be able to survive all those years and be uh, the president of KABC radio. Tell us about it.
1: Well, uh, that's a new question. I went to UCLA. And I studied uh, elementary education. I was going to be a fourth-grade school teacher. My father was a barber in Hollywood right on Vine Street. So NBC was across the street from, uh, uh, from my father's barbershop. And uh, I had been selling a product since I was 10 or 12 years old. I was a naturally-born salesperson, and I wanted to get into the broadcast because elementary school being a teacher teacher uh, didn't pay that much at that time. Uh, that is not to say that teaching isn't a great profession. It is. But I kind of wanted to get into the broadcasting business, and one of my uh, father's customers said, well, you're not going to make it here, if you better go someplace else. So I went to Thompson, where I currently live, and uh, was telling us, uh, at, uh, a dollar a spot, uh, and twenty dollars, twenty spots a week was bucks. And I, uh, I spend my skill selling door to door radio. And then I came back to Los Angeles. I was the first salesperson at KRHM, and then I started uh, my career at K D B C Radio. And the manager at the radio was a guy named Ben Hoverman, and he said, you know what we're going to do with this station, we're going to turn all talk, and I said, what are you talking about talk, how can you sell anything with your music, they, uh, they, uh, we turned it into an all talk station, and it became the first talk station in America, and I was a salesperson five years, a general sales manager for 14 years, and I was lucky to be the manager of, Radio station in 1979. My boss went to New York to become president of ABC. Wow. I had a great career in talk radio, and I found out the wonders of a wonderful format.
0: Well, uh, we've got a great great guest with us today. He's a legend in the business, George Green. He is also an author. And uh, George, after he uh, after he was with uh, KABC for a many, many myriad of years, uh, he turned to writing. He penned 14 books, 11 of them in the children's genre. Tell us about why you decided to start writing books, George. Well, you know,
1: uh, the president's manager does writing editorials billion listeners a week. And I knew I had the skills to writing, and I left children because I was going to be a school teacher. And the first book I wrote was, uh, was read, uh, the Lonnie the Lion Roar. And then I have told all these stories about animals who couldn't what they're supposed to do to my children. There's Cassie, the cow who can't move, about to have the sweetest milk. In 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 the and Softy the bird who can not who out of flying and this American eagle bird uh, sings beautifully and ends up giving concerts for other uh, animals in the jungle and some twin little twin nieces that I have I uh, said uh, George why don't you write about a cat who can't turn into a butterfly and so we wrote I wrote early the caterpillar wait to become a butterfly. So I've got seen books about different animals horses, pigs, and cows, and fish. And uh, now I'm writing a book. He's a zebra who lost his right. I'm dedicating the book to Erwin Zucker. Fantastic. Uh, it, uh, the, the, the books all have great character buildings at the end of the and I'm hoping parents parents uh, of children who want to build their character will talk about animals who have little disabilities, but overcome their disabilities with other
0: acts. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. He is an author. He is a fantastic, fantastic radio man as well. George Green joins us here in our big broadcast. Now, uh... You you have succeeded in a uh, in, in in the juvenile world of books. Uh, tell us about some of the different secrets for a successful bestseller, because uh, that 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 is a uh, hard genre to be a successful uh, bookseller in.
1: Well, you just asked the magical question uh, because I'm eighty five years old now, and my children. know uh, I was very successful a broadcaster. And my children said, uh, why don't you just relax, have fun, do what you want. To do. And one of the books that I'm, uh, that's on the top of my head, that I'm also going to start, is You're Never Too Old Creative. And as you know, talk radio uh, has the audience that is, uh, of half the audience, is over 50. Yes. And that that, that demographic, these are the are the ones in our world who, who can afford things? The um, we could buy houses, have things. We we are uh, not in the age of act the eighteen to 34
0: Yes, so
1: we are. Uh, we're the age of. Re- so I uh, I've got these books and I'm following my children's advice. Dad, write for a fun of it. Don't worry about me on your books Uh, and so what I've done is I've I've all these books uh, they're self-published they're available go to my website on george.net and then ask for George books and it'll lead you to the area that you can buy any one of uh, books but I have not and I, I want to say this. I have not tried to do much in the area. I'm just starting, as a matter of fact. I have not done much in the area of these books. I'm doing these radio interviews. I was on uh, Dennis Prager, who I hired, along with hundreds of other talent. Yes. And I was on his show and, and talked about me and talked about my books. So uh, I'm really at the beginning of a new career at the age of 85. And um, I take every day separately. I enjoy days. This morning I started Cookie, the zebra who lost
0: Absolutely, absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm glad we've got a chance here to chat with the uh, radio legend and uh, best-selling author, uh, best-selling children's author, George Green. He joins us today here on our big broadcast. And um, George is writing a book, a uh, children's book, with Erwin Zucker, the PR whiz. Um, how did How did this come about? Because uh, I, I love Erwin. He is, he is fantastic. Erwin Zucker is amazing. Tell us about this children's book you're writing with Erwin.
1: Well, uh, I just, he, he called uh, yesterday, uh, or the day before, and he said, you know, they call me Zuki, now as a young boy. Well, I immediately, my head, my head works that way. I said, I know, call it Zuki, the, the zebra lost the stripes. And I immediately, told me about this poor little zebra, was born, and then Falls into a pool of water. Then the uh, the mud hardens the zebra's body, and the zebra becomes a horse. And none of the zebras want to associate with he because he's not a zebra. He doesn't have stripes, and so he cries because he, he uh, all his friends wandered away from him, and so he hangs out with a bunch of horses till uh. I'm giving you the rest of the story we haven't written yet. Or Zuki ends uh, in a pool of water across a river, and some of, and some of his blood starts to wash off his body, and he becomes he, his black and white stripes back again, and then he becomes a again, and then all his friends come to him. So the sadness and the sadness and all the emotions are found in this one book, uh Zuki, uh, the zebra will not destroy. It's and it's much like all the yes, the, the other animal stories who have disabilities uh, but uh but they have other things. Uh, Harry the horse with is a horse that was by a, a mountain lion. It's a real horse. Nobody yes. can go near Harry until uh until Kathy, my girl my uh, significant other's friend uh, rescued this horse and rehabilitated, of the horse, no hope, almost died, but now has a happy life and a stable of a friend.
0: Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, the fantastic George Green, he's uh, with us. His... Yes, go ahead, uh, George.
1: Take 30 seconds or a minute. Tell me about you and your station and, and your. And your...
0: Oh well, I've been doing uh, I've been doing radio since 1993. We have a uh, syndicated radio broadcast here that's on everything from different little AM FM stations across the country to iHeartRadio. Radio. Um, I, I, I love the radio business, but the radio business does not love me. Um, <laughs> we have interviewed everybody from Stephen King to Dean Koons to uh, uh, pro wrestlers to news people to political people. I also host a, uh, a local. Cable Access Political Program once a month. That's a live call-in show where we have uh, people call in. Uh, we have guests in studio. We bring in people on Skype. Uh, we do all sorts of things. Um, I've had a, t- uh, a few television shows in the past with uh, where we interview musicians and politicians and things of that nature. So uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell there, George. Well, why
1: Why do you say the business does really-
0: they're not big fans of mine. They don't like the fact that uh, I, I call myself Jiggy Jag. They cannot stand that name. Um, I've been in Talkers Magazine. I was on the 2013 Frontier 50. I was number 49, so I barely made the cut, but I'm there. Um, I, I've applied for various radio jobs across the country, and they and they love to bring me in, and they love the, uh, the fact that I'm a whiz with social media, and they love the fact that I book my own guests, and I do my own show, and they just love, love, love. Love, 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 and then the minute they get me in there, they want to change my name. They want me to get rid of my social media, and they want me to to to, to not do any of the things that uh, made me a, a you know a, a success. Hello. So, so that that's that's pretty much why the radio business is not a fan of mine. Well,
1: let me just help you just for a minute, okay? I know yes. to do with me, with my children's books, but I uh, I interviewed a lot of you. Uh, through my years, hundreds uh, of don't, times. Don't be afraid of, of, of the radio business. Somebody is going to love your butt. Uh, and, uh,
0: <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. At some point, I figure if I apply for enough jobs, at some point someone's going to come along and love what we do here and, uh, and, and won't want to change it or, or take a hammer to it.
1: Well... That will happen, because iHeartRadio, the the radio business has changed a lot. Yes.
0: Yes, it has.
1: But it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed because the managers and the owners of of major radio corporations are still looking for people who are fascinating. I don't know you have a fascinating tone. Attitude, which is a big word in your, in your Yes. The uh, The word attitude is attitude. You know, uh, you've got a right attitude. you got the right place. You're enthusiastic. You love what you do. You're a producer. You're charming. Uh, if you love what you're going to do, you're listening to you. And if, if the business isn't smart enough to pay, Somebody tomorrow will be God be you know what uh, happy to have you, <laughs> um, because adults afraid of rejection. I I people I've got uh, I I've, I've got about uh, fifty uh, rejection letters from literary agents that I've been trying to get to present me, and they send me these these, these freaking notes. Oh yes. I'll, uh, I'll find somebody who wants to be my financially, <laughs> but I'll find somebody who wants to publish or market to get these books out in the hands of children and libraries.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, I I appreciate the time. I know that we've got to get you off here because you've got a few things you've got to go do, but I appreciate it, George, and I definitely want to have you back when we have a little bit more time because I would love to talk to you a little bit more about your radio background. You just sound like a fascinating, fascinating individual. I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Well, the way I'll say goodbye is for you to call me off the air, and I'd be to talk to you quietly, peacefully, and we'll have a little little time for me to help you.
0: Definitely, I I will be in touch, my friend. I will uh I will try to give you a call tomorrow at some point. I,
1: I appreciate I to, it. I, I I will need the time to to gently sit down with you when you're not on the clock and we can help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, George. I, I I will give you I will try to give you a holler tomorrow. I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for talking to us today
1: talk to you. I'm, always,
0: I'm always delighted to talk to you. Definitely. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, George. Appreciate it, my friend. George Green with us today here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app, available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us You can stream the show live 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. That's a heck of a deal. George Green, the legend, uh, wanting to chat with me off air. Uh, we're going to talk about Glenn Beck uh, here in a few moments. Oh, the Becksters at it again. But uh, we will talk about uh, the great Glenn Beck here in a few moments. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so. That's Facebook.com slash the Jiggy wire. Yes, Facebook. Facebook is the place to be. Yes, we do love the Facebook. We also love uh, Twitter as well. Oh, my God, Twitter. I get on Twitter, and I just light people up. It is Twitter.com slash Jiggy Jaguar. George Green, we're going to get that up on our website at JiggyJaguar.com, and if you want to download our app, you can do so. JiggyJaguar.us is the best spot to grab our app. Grab our famous, famous, world-famous Jiggy Jaguar app. And uh, lots of things going on. George Green going to chat with me off air tomorrow. What the heck's that going to be like? George Green. By the way, uh, tomorrow is going to be a hell of a day. Um, tomorrow's going to be a hell of a day because we're going to interview the great Jim Ross, a guy who I have been watching on television since the late 80s. Uh... Professional wrestling broadcaster for professional broadcaster, period. Hell of a guy. Looking forward to chatting with the great Jim Ross tomorrow. And that will air on an upcoming edition of our big broadcast. Uh, Looking forward to that. What is going on here? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> so funny, whatever I whatever I talk to people. What I always love is talking to people who are not in the radio business anymore. And I talk to them, and I'm like, "Well, you know, the radio business doesn't like me. I love the radio business, but the radio business can't stand my ass." And then, <laughs> and then they're always like, "Why? Why not?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, let me count the ways." <laughs> Let me count the ways as to why the radio business does not like me. But, uh, that's fine. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Lots of things going on. We have all sorts of things going on in our, uh, in our world. Lots of things happening. Uh, Look at that. People loving classic rock out there in New Jersey. New Jersey as they say. Trump is at it again. We'll talk about Trump here in a few moments. Uh, Eddie Van Halen is looking old. I'm <laughs> looking over on the Twitter. He's looking pretty old. Edward Van Halen. Um have 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 you been getting on this instagram i i i i i've been looking at instagram lately and i really don't understand instagram can 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 somebody tell me this is this is this got something to do with pictures well what what, what what's the deal here with the instagram i i i i feel totally totally um uh It's 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 a hell of a deal. I don't understand this Instagram. Maybe I'll get it at some point. I I, I don't know. Um, Radio Xenu, by the way, this last weekend we had we had some interesting fun with the uh, with some rappers. Um, we're gonna do a if you can believe it. We are gonna be doing a. Uh, Oh, the hell is it? Uh, a show this Sunday. On our Sunday radio broadcast. We're going to be chatting with a, uh... We're going to have two DJs in studio. Two of them. Count them. One, two. And, uh... We will be talking with them about all sorts of stuff. It will be damn entertaining. It will be damn entertaining, as they say. And, uh... Lots of things happening this weekend, um, and uh, if you would like to download our app, it's a uh, it's a hell of a deal. Check out JiggyJaguar.us for more. Uh, it is a uh, it is a fantastic app. I love the app. People love the app. People love me. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> Sometimes they don't. Um, if you want to get a hold of us and uh, jiggyjaguar.com We would love to have you over on JiggyJaguar.com. trying to do 90 different things at once. I just... I got followed by a guy by the name of Jeffrey Jeffrey Hazlett. Who is Jeffrey Hazlett? He's the chairman of C-Suite Network. Whatever the hell that is. Um... And he's on C-Suite Radio. What is that? He's also a CBS radio host as well. Holy crap. Who is Jeffrey Hazlett? Don't have a clue. But he's following me. Uh, So I'm good. uh, I I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Don't know what's going on there. But... uh, Ricky Mueller... We had an, we had an uh, altercation with Ricky Mueller this weekend. <laughs> yes, um, it, it's a hell of a deal. <laughs> over, on our, over on our big program, lots of stuff going on. Uh, let's get into Glenn Beck. There is a story in the Washington Post. Glenn Beck, in the style section, by the way. Glenn Beck wants to heal America. He divided one hug at a time. <laughs> Glenn Beck. Yes, that Glenn Beck. The Glenn Beck who, um, who supposedly divided a nation. According to him. He divided the nation. Um, he didn't exactly divide the nation. Because, I'll tell you after he left fox nobody really had use for glenn beck <laughs> that's all i got to say nobody had use for this guy um and and in um in the world of media um alex jones is the biggest thing right now alex jones is the biggest damn thing right now and Glenn Beck, for the longest time, was an Alex Jones clone. I, I hate to say it, but that's what he was. He was an Alex Jones clone, and I just don't. I just really don't. People people like to th- like to say that. Uh, uh, Beck is this and that and all this other stuff. But I, I got news for you. No, nobody cares about Beck. Nobody cares about Beck. Um, I, I'm i a Glenn Beck fan, but when Glenn Beck started really beating the crap out of Trump and was doing that on radio, I lost all respect for Glenn Beck. I, 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 I really could have cared less about what Glenn Beck was, was doing. What he was what he was doing, what he was trying to get going, what he was trying to figure out, all that crap. I could care less. But apparently Glenn Beck is trying to um resurrect. <laughs> he is trying to resurrect his brand. See, Glenn Beck, he thought <laughs> before we get to the article, he thought Hillary had this sewn up. And so he was going on all these um See if I can turn this down a little bit. He was going on all these, uh, all these radio shows. He was going on. Uh, he's going on radio. He's going on TV. He was. He was basically auditioning because he thought Hillary had won this thing. He was going to go rejuvenate his image, and he was going to go be Mister Positive and all his stuff. <laughs> he was going to sell out his conservative audience, and he was going to go be. A big lib. He was going to get a job on MSNBC. or He was going to go get a job at CNN. Something. Well, um, he, he has, there's a quote in this article. He says, I did my thinking out loud. And it's one of the worst aspects. I did and said terrible things. This Washington Post article starts, The so-called liberal media are preaching the good news about Glenn Beck in unison. He is redeemed, Glenn Beck. Is sorry about all that. The New York Times says, The New Yorker announces that Glenn Beck tries out decency. The Atlantic catalogs Glenn Beck's regrets. <laughs> And the publications that Beck for years dismissed as an effet elite that had led the nation astray, the notion that Beck has now apologized for everything he did to make America an uglier, louder, more fractious place is just too delicious to resist. And now in a moment of deep gloom for the nation intellectuals, electorals, life delivers a gleaming gift. Glenn Beck, godfather to the Tea Party, which, by the way, <laughs> I hate to tell you about this, but... um he wasn't the godfather to the tea party. Basically what happened is and we've talked about this before on this program. The tea party started as a bunch of people who were tired of their tax money going to shenanigans. And this was during I believe during uh the beginnings of or the the the, the endings of the George W. Bush administration and then it slowly morphed into the tea party when Obama got in there. Well, then Fox News and Glenn Beck and the rest of them jumped in and hijacked it. It's kind of like uh, the Occupy Wall Street movement. That was a bunch of college kids who were sick and tired of being in debt, sick and tired of not having any jobs. So they decided to go hang out at Wall Street. Well, they didn't have a central leader. And so what happens is you had the folks uh, you had bums coming down there <laughs> getting free food you had uh, people just showing up it's kind of like the Dakota Access Pipeline it was all about saving the water and then eventually it became well this is the hippie cool thing to do I'm going to go out and shoot selfies with my Instagram phone I don't know if they make it they call it Instagram phone but if they don't they should Instagram ought to have it's own phone it's like a Twitter machine so, it goes on here. He's the godfather to the Tea Party. Cable news rabble-rouser of the First Order. A hawker of ornate and dire conspiracy theories. That right there is a direct shot at Alex Jones. Which, by the way, um, Beck patterned a lot of his material off of Jones. If you've ever seen the video online, go watch it. I believe it's Glenn Beck as Rat Poison or something. <laughs> I believe that's the video. Not only has spent the past year as a never-Trumper, but also spurned his past and is testifying to the power of love, understanding, and empathy for liberals. Glenn Beck. For those who yearn to believe the movement that made President Trump possible is having serious second thoughts, the new Glenn Beck seems to heaven-sent. Shouldn't it be seems to be a heaven-sent uh, okay, wait a second. If I read if I read the if I read the sentence right, okay. Yeah, they're right, I'm wrong. Shocking. Seven years ago Beck was the fourth most admired man in the country just ahead of the Pope. He shouted, he explained, he wept, he drew intricate charts on his chalkboard to show how evil forces were conspiring against good Americans. He sowed fear and gathered up his minions to form an army of righteous anger who stormed the nation's capital a hundred thousand strong. To stand tall for the Constitution, determined to fulfill the prophecy that Beck, a Mormon, had described to them a stirring tale of Mormon prophet Joseph Smith's followers parading through the streets of Utah with only the Constitution to protect them. Back then, Beck was the bad boy of cable on CNN's HLN channel and then on Fox News, one more former Top 40 radio disc jockey who, like Rush Limbaugh and Howard Stern and many other influential stars of talk radio, had switched from spinning the hits to spinning the news. I always love how they, <laughs> how they throw Rush Limbaugh and Howard Stern into that mix. First of all, Rush Limbaugh worked for the Kansas City Chiefs before he became a radio talk show host. He was a DJ, then got out of the business, then became the head, like the PR guy for the Royals, and then he became Rush Limbaugh. Stern was a, a disc jockey and was a shock jock, and then he got on NBC and got on the and cleaned up his image in the hopes of of getting a job back in radio, and then. When radio wasn't going to pay him what he thought he needed to get paid and wasn't going to treat him like some god, he decided to stay it serious and continue to bankrupt that company. However, I digress.
1: <laughs>
0: keep it simple, keep it moving, never stop selling. Becca stopped the music. And then there's an ad in the middle of the page. I'm not willing to do this anymore, he says. He leans over, drops his head as if in penitence, and pronounces himself riven with regrets. Now at 53, Beck sees a nation of people who are at one another's throats. He blames his language, his meanness, his assaults, his constant selling of the idea that the other side was evil and that his side had the only true answer. He believes that his radio show and his TV shows and his rallies on the mall paved the way for the incivility, intolerance, and general indigestion that now plagues the body politic. So Beck basically is blaming himself for the rise of Trump. I did and said terrible things, Beck says. I did my thinking out loud, and it was one of the worst aspects. But I haven't changed my principles. I've changed the way I phrase things. For example, I'm trying to ban the word evil from my lexica. I didn't notice how my language could be interpreted by half the country as racist. I lacked humility. I was the height of arrogance. So he's sorry. Really sorry. <laughs> If you want to blame the existence of President Trump on him, he will not squawk. No, he will instead bat his tropical blue doe eyes and he will tell you the most earnest and gentle tones that he is determined to be a better person and teach people on the right to love and to hug. Glenn Beck. He says that this kind of thing on the air these days and his audience on 400 radio stations and on theblaze.com, his news and talk site frankly doesn't know what to make of it, he thinks a fair number of them are tuning away, and he would be correct. Every morning on the Glenn Beck program, he recalls his flock to go back to his defriended Facebook friends, to sit down with those spurn neighbors, and above all, to put the dirty business of politics aside and listen to one another. He's doing listening tours now, I guess. Glenn Beck, big stuff. And then, at the appointed moments, Beck breaks from his new hymnal and reads the commercials that pay for his vast and beautiful Mercury Studios. Which, by the way, he owes a shit and a money at this point. It's a former movie soundstage outside of Dallas. Reading from a loose-leaf binder, he once again becomes the Beck character his sponsors have paid for. The fearmonger. He sells a home security system. A home safe that protects my family and my guns, a defense against identity theft, a four week survivalist food supply. Prepare with Glenn.com! <laughs> and a company that urges people to buy gold because, as Beck says, I don't know what the future will bring, but massive change is coming. You do realize all these talk radio guys have been talking about change coming for the last 16 years. He's not sorry about any of that business. I'm still a cat, 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 catastrophist. That's what he means to say. He says, I still believe grave danger is on the way. Since he was a teenager, Beck has been selling stuff. At the pinnacle of his popularity, he sold conspiracies and the idea that President Barack Obama had a deep-seated hatred for white people and was leading the nation toward becoming a fascist state and the fear that his enemies on the left would, st- would soon shoot me in the head. Now he's going to find out whether he can sell empathy. Rayez Patel is a secular, liberal, gay, Muslim, and immigrant. He says, until recently, no fan of the Glenn Beck program, but he's become Beck's partner and friend. They do broadcasts together. They have family dinners together. Who is Rayez Patel? Who's this? Soon Beck and Patel will travel together to America's small towns to places where Trump won handily, and there the two friends will meet with people. Listen to them and then confront them with Beck's new message, they must lay down the arms he once urged them to take up, and they must learn once again to love their neighbors. Ye, even their secular, liberal, gay, Muslim, immigrant neighbors. Patel, who is a TV producer who made reality shows such as How to Look Good and How to Look Good Naked, was in Orlando last year to attend a Pakistani-American wedding. An American-born supporter of the Islamic, Islamic State killed 49 people inside the Pulse nightclub. A friend worked at the blaze, reached Patel and asked him to come on Beck's show to talk about the attack. Patel was deeply skeptical. He knew Beck was a hate monger, someone who was opposed to just about every aspect of Paytel's, Identity and life. He was an angry news personified. Patel says he played with fire and it was exciting and he is culpable. I thought Glenn was the white devil. He was a white devil. I always like white devil. I love that term. But they talked and talked and slowly Patel came to believe that Beck's change was genuine. What you're seeing now is him, is maturity, says Patel. I've bet my career on it. Padel now spends much of his time in Dallas preparing with Beck to tout their friendship as evidence that left and right need to not be enemies. Oh, I see. Beck has had a transition here. Because remember last year, we talked about... The guy who was the... Was he the Jewish guy? Who was he? He was the guy who got with Beck... Hmm. Okay, this article reads, Michael Harrison has seen his show before. Harrison, the editor of Talkers, a trade journal in the radio talk industry, has watched through the decades as Beck has remade himself again and again from Top 40 Disc talk to morning zoo comedian, to angry shock jock, to sentinel of political doom. Glenn Beck is the closest thing we have in radio to performance artist. He's a showman and a method actor. Beck is making a switch like a professional wrestler who goes from playing the bad guy to playing the good guy. So he went from face to heel. He is unpredictable, and that's the usual in radio. Then he talks about here about Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and other titans usually end up embracing Republican standard-bearers because that's what the audience expects. In the past year, Limbaugh has went from highly divisive of Trump to a steady booster of the new president, but Trump was a bridge too far for some talkers. Charlie Sykes, an influential conservative host in Milwaukee, who at one point I was interviewing for his job, was dead set against Trump from the start and ended up forfeiting his radio show over it. Yeah, he left. He got the hell out of there. Chip Franklin was a reliably right wing libertarian on his talk shows in Washington, Baltimore, and Diego over the past couple of decades, but it dawned on him after two thousand eight that he'd been scammed. He started being entirely honest about his positions on the show. It didn't go well. Some listeners treated me like I'd kidnapped their child. Franklin now has a daily show in San Francisco where he is an an alloyed liberal. Beck's appeal was never entirely political. He has always won followers by bearing his tortured soul. Keith Abloh is a psychiatrist. Of course, he's on Fox. Huh. But it basically is just talking about the fact that that Beck has, you know, changed his philosophy. Um, his crowd doesn't seem to want to hear it. Um, we're commanded to love. I don't know. I guess. Glenn Beck, the big star. Star, stage, and screen. Huh. Well, we're going to get Frank Vernuccio on the line here in a few moments. Mr. Venuccio, the big star. Glenn Beck. Hmm... The great Glenn Beck What has he done? What does he wanna do? What does he have done? I don't know. Get a hold of us on the Facebook. We're going to get a hold of Frank Vernuccio, the great Frank Vernuccio, here in a few moments. Hey, Frank, we're going to be going on with you here in a couple seconds. Hold on, my friend. Yes, hold on, my friend, be right with you. It is uh, Frank Vernuccio, he's going to be with us here in just a few moments, and uh, (laughs) if you want to if 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 you want to hear this Glenn Beck uh, diatribe that I just did, you want to hear it again, or you missed, you came in late and you missed it, whatever. Uh, go to our website, ChickyChaguar dot com. We're gonna have that up there. Uh, George Green, yes, the great George Green will be on the website as well. Um, go check that out. But we go to the telephones. We have our. Uh, Good friend, Mr. Frank Fernuccio joining us. And, Frank, there is a heck of a lot going on in the uh, world around us. Where shall we start, my
2: friend? Well, we could start by putting down my shovel and stop shoveling that uh, 12 inches of global warming I've got out in my front driveway. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) So... Tell me about this, about this whole thing because it, 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 it's been a wacky winter all over the place.
2: Well, it has been. Actually, it's just a little behind schedule. Uh, the Northeast has been experiencing some milder than usual temperatures, but uh, winter came back with a vengeance and in something snow and ice on the Northeast, and it's uh, pretty treacherous. But, you know, if we want to talk about things that are right now as we speak, Um, The United States and South Korea are mounting a significant training exercise uh, aimed at discouraging or encouraging American forces to gain competence in case the president orders a preliminary movement against North Korea. Um, In the past week, with the launching of four missiles, as well as China making it very clear that it will not cooperate um, in any effort to stop the North Korean nuclear program, Uh, It's become evident that something is going to happen and something serious as well. We know, of course, that uh, North Korea, with its lunatic leadership, um, can't be trusted with nuclear weapons, but there are no really good options. The Chinese will not cooperate. We can't really use an economic embargo. The Chinese will probably just uh, get around it by giving aid to the North Koreans. Um, The North Koreans continue their belligerence. And we are on the precipice of something very, very serious, and where it goes from here is an open question.
0: Frank Vernuccio with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, as he does uh, each and every week around this time. And uh, uh, Frank, th- this this whole North Korea thing uh, is is absolutely amazing. Where, where, where do you see this uh, possibly ending?
2: Well, I don't think it's going to end any place very good at this point. Um, again, the only potential for a non-confrontational result would be if China finally decides that it will join the family of nations and, uh, and assist in scaling down North Korea's nuclear program. We're at a point with North Korea where they're at, I guess you would call it a breakout point. Uh, they now have missiles, they now have nuclear weapons, Uh, It appears that they will have, or currently do have, the capacity, certainly to strike American and allied forces in Japan, South Korea, Guam, and possibly Hawaii. There are some who believe, and I think they are correct, that North Korea also has the capability of striking the mainland United States. And remember, um, all it takes is one nuclear missile aimed at exactly the right point over continental United States that could cause an electromagnetic pulse Yes, devastating all power plants, all water reservoirs, all transportation facilities throughout the entire continental United States. Now, scientists have been looking at this very carefully, and they estimate that if that occurred, because there's no way to put those facilities back online uh, in anything less than about two years. Wow! You could see a situation where 80 percent of the American population could perish due to lack of food. Water medical supply. Frank
0: Fornuccio bringing us all sorts of fun happy news today
2: <laughs> here on our big program and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that's, this is what happens when you have you know, uh, eight years of neglect of American yes and also and also you have foreign policy which simply doesn't work which keeps getting repeated. Uh, President Clinton gave the North Koreans a deal eerily really similar to what President Obama gave to North Korea in terms of not extending their nuclear programs. It didn't work in North Korea. It doesn't appear to be working. It didn't work in Iran. It doesn't appear to be working in North Korea. But there's, believe it or not, if anything can get worse, there's even worse news. North Korea's economy continues to tailspin, which means that, according to many international experts that I've spoken with, um, it appears that North Korea may not be above Selling nuclear weapons to terrorist organizations. Wow! For cash. So you're talking about not only the nightmare of the insane regime in Pyongyang and North Korea getting these uh, weapons, but also retailing them to perhaps groups like ISIS or Al Qaeda or the Taliban. That
0: is that 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 is a uh, a huge huge circus here, my friend. Now. Um, Let's move on to uh, to to some other matters. Um, what what have you been hearing uh, about this uh, these 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 Vault Seven that got released last week with the CIA and some of the different things about how that they're. All this conspiracy stuff we've heard for all these years about how they're spying on you through your cell phones and your TVs and everything else. Yeah, it's real. That's what they're doing. Um, Why wasn't this made uh, a bigger deal out of last week? Well, here's the
2: process that, that, that really is worrisome. This isn't exactly like a wiretap where someone sneaks into your office or your home and puts something in the phone that allows them to look at it. Apparently now with data collection techniques, everything that you type on your computer or you say on your cell phone or your phone, um, all of that exists someplace in the cloud. And all the intelligence services have to do is get permission to recover it. We're in a situation where it's not difficult to recover the data, not difficult to get the data, it's difficult to sift through all the irrelevant data to get to the stuff that a government agency might really want. And what it appears that's going on is that the government has been, in several cases, um, doing just that, sifting through the data, targeting it on specific things or people, and uh, looking into it, uh, perhaps illegally. So that's something that has to be examined very, very carefully. And uh, going forward, the situation appears that it's going to get even easier for intelligence services to do just that.
0: We've got Frank Furniciu with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border. Each and every week, we discuss some of the different issues of the day with Frank. Now, what uh, what 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 is some news stories that uh, a lot of folks have been missing? Uh, that they've been uh, dealing with other things. That I know that that you you follow the news, top, bottom, and all over the place. What are some news stories people are are, are just not hearing about? They need to be.
2: Well, NATO just released one of its, uh, its yearly analysis, and uh, there is just something to be concerned about as well. Um, Russia just has uh, issued another uh, attempt to rebuild the Soviet Empire. They have merged the uh, military forces of South Ossetia, which was once part of Georgia. There was a civil war guided by the Russians, similar to what they did in the Ukraine. Um, split off South Ossetia from the nation of Georgia. Now those South Ossetia forces are becoming part of the Russian forces. So we see once again, as the Russians in Ukraine, another bid to restore the Russian or the old Soviet empire, now under Vladimir Putin in Russia.
0: We've got uh, the fantastic Frank Fernuccio joining us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher. And as we wrap up here, my friend, what do you have coming up on the radio program this weekend?
1: group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.